Now, I just I, I prayed for you guys because I knew that you guys had left and went south, and I'm thinking hopefully the snow didn't. Um, hopefully they got below the snow. I didn't know where the snow was hitting, but, you know, when you've never driven on, you know, many of you grew up in West Virginia. You know what it's like here when just people don't know how to drive. That's the honest truth. I mean, they think their car is a is a tank, a lot of them, and so they just run 80 and 90 mile an hour. And, uh, and uh, but I prayed for you guys because I know you're going south to a football game. I'm like, you know, just I, I prayed that you would find a good pace and you would just get there and uh, and uh, amen. So so praise God. And uh, yeah, welcome to West Virginia in the uh, winter months and uh, something you have to have to look forward to. And uh, praise God. Let's go ahead and stand to the re- for the reading of the word this morning. Um, take your Bibles. Let's go to Matthew chapter 22. Matthew chapter 22. Uh, Brother Don will be sharing the word tonight, so um, you know, make sure you get back tonight. Um, it's always great when people in our house, uh, God's uh, God's raising up to to preach, and I believe that. And and um, great man of faith, and uh, and I'm sure he'll have a great word for us tonight. Praise God. Matthew chapter 22, um, 34. Let's uh, let's pick up there. It says, "But when the Pharisees heard that, I'll, I'll wait. I still heard pages turning." You guys, everybody's there? Okay, praise God. It, it got quieter. It says, uh, but when the Pharisees heard that he had silenced the Sadducees, they gathered together. Then one of them, a lawyer, asked him a question, testing him and saying, Teacher, which is, a, which is, the, great, uh, which is the great commandment in the law? And Jesus said to him, You shall love the Lord God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment, and the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two, two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Father, today I pray. I pray over this word. Father, that, uh, Lord, that it, um, you know, it, it speaks to our minds this morning. And, uh, Lord, that we're able, to, we're able to look at your word completely as what it is. It is truth, Father. Give us eyes, uh, eyes to see spiritually everything that we need to see. Lord, even in, even in this next week to come, Father, give us great vision, Father. And, Lord, I pray, give us ears to hear. Lord, that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So, Lord, I pray, open our, open our ears to hear the word of God. And, Father, I pray, Lord, even in it, give us a heart to receive, a heart to receive everything that you have for for us today in Jesus mighty name in Jesus mighty name amen you can be seated you can be seated um you know I, I want I want to speak to your um I want to speak to your mind today I, I I think sometimes like you know when you come into service a lot of times you um you know you you know we are spirit we are you know we're made up of three parts you know you have the the spirit of a man, you have the, uh, you have the flesh, and then you have the soul, and the, the soul of a man is, is your mind, your will, and your emotions, and, and I want to speak to your minds today, because that your, that your minds can, can receive this, because I, I truly, um, I truly believe there's a lot in this passage, and, and, you know, this, this is, um, you know, these, these are the commandments that we operate under, we don't operate under law anymore, but we operate under the New Testament, and uh, it's very powerful, very profound, and um, and it, it it just is um, it, it's it's the nature of who God is, and you know usually I I don't know I, I kind of seek the Lord in this a lot of times, but I felt this week as I begin to to pray, and we were in early morning prayer at different times that that you know God was you know we've been preaching and talking about the Holy Spirit, and. Um, and, you know, and I felt like, well, you know, I, I needed to come around and talk about love because because it, it's, it's so important that we understand. Uh, we understand the very nature of love and, and, and really what love is. And, um, you know, it's it's a universal language, you know, that if you go to any cultures or if you go anywhere in the world, uh, this four letter word is is such a powerful, powerful word. And you, you know, you'll find. You know, I, I remember when we had moved to Hawaii. I, you know, there, there's a, there is such a um, there, there's a culture there uh, of love. And uh, you know, I, I will say this though: there's a culture of love wherever you're at as a child of God. 
Did you hear that? It, it doesn't because you carry love. Amen. You are love because God is love. If you have God, if you get anything today, understand that, that God is love because of him you love. I mean, it's, it's the very, very nature of God. But, but love is defined differently. I, I know maybe some of you grew up um, maybe like me where it maybe wasn't something that was naturally said. Maybe it was something that you, um, you encountered the action there of love that, you know, maybe your parents did things for you or, or provide, you know, pr- pr- anyway, I'm, I don't want to jump ahead. But, but, you know, maybe you grew up differently understanding, you know, y- you have maybe a, a different definition of love or, or maybe you have a skewed definition of love. Because there's been times in my life where, where I, I think that I've been maybe tainted by the true understanding of, of what love is. And so I'm, go- I'm going to kind of move some, through some scriptures today and, and I, I just want you to, you know, take notes. If you have your phone, take some notes today. Whatever, whatever, the, God, whatever the Lord would, would speak to you, even around this issue, I, I believe God wants to give you something today. Everybody with me? Amen. That God wants to make a deposit in you today. So, so praise God. So, so here we are. Um, yeah, let, me, let me ask this question because it's, it's a common question that if I, were, if I were to go through the audience here today, or not the audience, but the crowd of people today, the congregation today, and if I were to ask this question, what is love? You, you know, I'm talking to Christians because I'll talk about the other here in a second, but if, if, if I were to go through the church today and ask this very question, what is love? What, what would be, just real quick, you know, somebody give me, give me something. What, what is love? What is love? It's um, participation, real quick. What what is love? What is that? Being kind. Okay, that that uh, absolutely a form of love. Anything else? Affection. So so you know we're 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 you know okay. Anything else, real quick? Compassion. Yes. So we you know so here here is the nature of God through through uh, what? Give me something more. People, people, people. So, do you see real quick though that the, that the definition of love is is very uniquely different within people? Because you know where one person says compassion, another person sees people, another person, you know, uh, they they see they see a variety of different things. And I'm going to tell you today that not necessarily are any of these answers wrong, because it's it's basically. God is love. Amen. And it, and it says this in the Bible. It says in 1 John 4, 7, God is love. Beloved, let us love one another for love is of God. So we have to understand that the originator of love is God. That it begins with God. And I, and I like to think that, you know, even at the point of death, or, uh, you know, that we go home to be with the Lord or we spend a thousand years, I believe I'm going to be a part of that. You know, that the rapture is going to happen, amen, and I'm going to get a thousand years with, with, with Jesus. That, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll learn to love God from the very beginning and I'll love God till the very end, amen. But, you know, First John 4, 7 and 8, if you want to go there, you can. I'm going to run through some scriptures quickly, and if you need these... Um, let me know. But it says, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone who love, loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. So we know that, that, that the originator of love is God. He's the author of love. You know, to, to think about this, think about how much God loved humanity. The Bible says in John 3.16, I quote it and I quote it often, that God so loved the world that he gave up. He, he gave up his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him shall, shall not perish, but they shall have everlasting life. God so loved the world. But I want you to understand something, that in, in the love connection and what's taking place, love will always involve, uh, it, it will always involve uh, another being. You know, um, I'm not saying you can't love yourself. I want to show you something in Scripture today that I think is very, very powerful. It's very important to understand. You know, when Jesus said, I, you know, Jesus, I, I, in, the, in the commandment, you know, love the Lord God with all your heart and love your neighbor as you love yourself. So you, you have to understand that self-preservation is very important. That you have to take care of yourself. You have to, I, I'll cover that here in a second, not to get ahead. But love is God. Love is the action. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 13. Let's look at that real quick. Love is an action. 1 Corinthians 13. 
You know, a lot of times if you were to ask people what love is, this is exactly where people are going to go. And I'm not saying that they're, that they're wrong, uh, you know, in the Word of God, because the Word of God is truth. But as I talked to my wife yesterday, uh, you know, about this, I, I realized even last night as I thought, and I, I got up this morning and I thought about this, even as I was waking up and thought about it, the love of God is found through truth. Because absent of truth, we don't have love. Absent, you know, my wife said that the other day, and I pondered this, and I thought about it. But if we don't have truth, we don't have the full nature of God's love. So we as children of God, we have to hunger, we have to desire, we have to, we have to want to move in knowing the truth. Amen? The truth shall what? Amen. See, the truth, what does the truth do? Or it does, it sets us free. 1 Corinthians 13, uh, verses uh, 3 3 through 7. Let's let's pick up there. It says, And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, but have not love, it profits me nothing. Love suffers long in its kind. So we're, we're getting a, a clear picture or a definition of what love is. Love is. Love suffers long in its kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself. It's not puffed up, nor behaves rudely, nor seeks to its own. It's not provoked. It thinks no evil, does not rejoice in iniquity, but it rejoices in what? It rejoices in the truth. It doesn't rejoice in sin. It doesn't rejoice in in hardships, but it rejoices in knowing the truth. It bears all things, believes all things, and it hopes all things. And guess what love does? It endures all things. Above all else, love endures all things. You know, I, I, I like to think that, you know, this is how we learn to overcome. As, as children of God, we learn to overcome in love. I mean, you know, nobody in here has ever been offended, just me, I'm sure. But nobody in here has ever been hurt, right? But it's the very nature of love that pulls us and sets us free of offense, of, of hurt, of shame, of guilt, of pride, of sin, all of that. It's the very nature of who God is. God is love. You know, the world, um, you know, the world's standards of love are, are, are very divisive, very divisive, you know, very vain, <laughs> very vain. I, you know, I remember, you know, some years ago, I used to do, I used to do a lot of assemblies in schools and I would, I would talk about the topic of love and I would talk about, you know, I would go in schools and I would, I would share 1 Corinthians 13 in the schools with kids and this is what love is. And uh, I, I, I believe that, you know, we, we see in 1 Corinthians 13 that this is the, the, the these, are, <laughs> these are the actions of love. These are things that we have to do to, to understand love. But, but I think a lot of times that, you know, young people get a very skewed idea of what love is. Because the culture around us, even the church, I'll, I'll say this, and I'm not, I'm not I, I don't, <laughs> I, I think even like, you know, churches that, that, that don't talk about this, that don't talk about marriage, that don't talk about these, these other important things, I think we miss it a lot of times. I think we miss the opportunity to share the, the fullness of who God is. You know, I remember there was a show, and, and I, when I started doing all these trainings, I, um, I was going into high schools. I, I began to watch some of the things that the kids were watching on TV. And, of course, you know, you, you can honestly, you can get a lot of good material just, just by watching and noticing what, what others do, what, what people are paying attention to, what steals their time. And I say steal because the enemy is a thief. If you don't know from the very beginning that the enemy is a thief, that he wants to come in and sweep in, and he wants you to love the things of the world. He wants you to love, he wants you to love all the things of the world, and, but, but to take a focus off God and not love God. That, that's what the enemy's ultimate goal is. And, you know, there was a show called The Bachelor. I don't know, and then I guess they have a show called The Bachelorette. And so I, I remember the first time that I had sat down and watched this show. 
And I'm thinking, this is what our generation gets to see on TV, to think that this is what a healthy relationship looks like. One guy, I, I think when it was The Bachelorette, I, I think they have two shows now. I, you know, season 12. Uh, that this would last for 12 years, I, I, it amazes me. I, you know, that people watch this, it, it, it's filth, it's trash. I mean, it's nothing, it's nothing, it's nothing short of de- deception. And it pulls people away from knowing the one true God. And I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to, if it's your show, I'm not, pay attention to this kind of stuff. It's important. But, you know, I, I remember that, you know, there, there, was, uh, there was this one girl viewing, and it starts, the show starts out with 20 people. And, you know, she gets to pick who she votes off. It's, it's like, you know, Survivor, right? You just vote people off. But, you know, but in the end, they're hoping that this couple finds marriage. You know, over a period of what, six weeks? And I'm thinking, you know, my dog understands more about love and compassion and and loyalty than people do on this show. And I thought about that yesterday. My dog is more loyal because then they have reunion shows. I had to follow this stuff for a while. Then they do, well, we're going to have a bachelor reunion. We're going to bring people back and we're going to talk about what happened on the show, why Bobby and Susie and, and, and Phil and George and Jim and, you know, what really happened behind the scenes. Who cares what happened behind the scenes? This is not a true definition of what love is or what love looks like. But in our culture, we, we, want, we want people to, to, buy into, to buy into this is what love is. This is, this is directly, this is, what, this is who God is. This is, I mean, you know, and I look at these people, I'm thinking, you're a good-looking guy. You're a good-looking girl. What, wh- why would you go on TV other than, other than there, there's an eye problem? Because, see, they, 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 uh, they love themselves. They, they, see, they see love in a, in a very wrong way. That love is the, the self-seeking, that, that, you know, that, you know it's a, a second Peter kind of three love. You know, and what I mean by Second Peter kind of 3, that, you know, people say that, it, you know, in the last days, people will be lovers of themselves. That's what I'm talking about. That, you know, but, you, know you, you need to love and care for yourself. It's important. But Second Peter 3 is a completely different picture of the kind of love that God, that, you know, he's talking about a love that's self-centered, a love that focuses on just me. You know, that you can love yourself. You guys know why Satan was kicked out of heaven? was because of pride and because he thought he was all that. He loved, he loved himself more than he loved God. He loved himself more than he loved God. You know, we, we've, uh, in our culture today, we think sex is love. You know, we, you know I, I remember working in schools. And, you know, and, and young teenage girls would come up to me and said, you know, I've, I've messed up. I've, I've done this. I've done that. But he told me that he loved me. I'm going to tell you today, that's not good enough. That's not good enough. It's not good enough in our culture for someone to say that, you know, because I'm going to tell you that a 14 or 15 or even, even, even for that matter, I'm, I'm not saying that, a, that you can't love as, at, an, at an early age, but I, to understand the foundation of what, where love comes from, God is love. To understand the very nature of where it's birthed from, I mean, there's a difference between, between lust and love. And we need to help our people, a culture, a world, the church understand truly what the difference is. There is a, there is a clear difference between that. Clear difference. So, I, you know, please hear, 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 hear this today from Pastor Brad. Please preview and watch what your kids see on TV. It is so critically important. It's it's every you know it's everywhere. It's in your cartoons. It's it's in it's in it's in everything from you know to preschool. This whole gender identification stuff. It's happening in our elementary schools, our preschools. Why don't they let boys be boys and girls be girls? Why don't they just let them go play and have a good time? Why do we have to celebrate every idiotic, stupid? Somebody has a sneeze and we call it a holiday. You know, I, I mean, you know, I, it, it's frustrating. It's frustrating that, you know, that, 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 you know, that we, we're not called. We're not called. You know, you kept your kids. You know, you, I remember you telling me, I'm going to keep my kids home. I don't want to send my kids over to the Halloween thing. You know, it, 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 it's a good choice. I don't, want, I, don't want my, I don't want my kids, I don't want my family to be tripped up 
by the things of the world. Definitely not how, you know, because definitely not by how the world defines love. You can find love in the wrong places. And I'll say that, I'll say this, it's, it's likely not love. It's likely not love. People get tripped up. They, they truly do get tripped up. But he told me that he loved me, Pastor. I wasn't a pastor then. He told me that he loved me. He told me that he loved me. It's important that people understand the love of God. And please understand that even today as a believer, you need to understand how important God's love is for you. That he sent his only begotten son. Man, he's made a way for us. Amen? He's made a way for us. I love this in 1 Corinthians 13, and I said this earlier. Love rejoices in truth. I, be, I You know, John 14, 6. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Truth. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So there's truth in believing that we can learn to love like God. I am the way. So let me bring this back because it's very important that you see this. How do we learn to love? How do we learn to love as a believer? How do we learn to love as a Christian? We truly have to examine the life of Christ. We have to look at the works that Christ did. We have to look at the heart of Christ. Because above all else, that, you, you, you know, to truly understand, and, and this is where I'm at, this is kind of where I went this week, was like we have to evaluate the very things that Christ did on earth. The very things that he did on earth. Love rejoices in the truth. Be a truth seeker. Know the word of God. Know what the word of God says about this. Listen, you, you can flip your TV on for, I, I mean, seconds, not even minutes. You can flip your TV on for seconds and see how divisive, how divisive the world has become in defining love. You know, I, I tell this story. I remember I, w I was sitting one time working on a, a lesson in Zane. He was probably four years old. And, of course, you know, I was sitting. I went into the kitchen to get something, and the Victoria's Secret commercial had come on TV. And Zane hollered, Daddy, Daddy, there's angels on TV. And I'm like, angels? And I, 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 I turned the corner, and here was a Victoria's Secret commercial with, with women in angels' costumes flooding across the stage. I said, brother, I said, son, <laughs> those are angels. <laughs> I said a few other things. However, that's between us. So I, I, those aren't angels. Daddy, is that what an angel looks like? No, that's not what an angel looks like. Their breasts aren't, you know, I'm not trying to be all graphic, but that's not what an angel looks like. No, that's, that's, not, that's not what an angel looks like. And, but, but do you understand that, that there, there, there's, the, there's this thing that's raging in our world to steal, to, to, to steal people's purity, to steal their identity, to, to steal? That's what the enemy comes to do. And it's masking this thing uh, called, called a, a, a worldly love. Man, we have to, you know, there, there's a fight. There's a, there, there is a fight that the church has, you know, we, we, can't, we can't shrink back. We have to teach our kids. We have to teach our adults. We have to teach people to, to be prepared for marriage. That this is what this is. This is what, this is what real love looks like. Agape. Agape type love. Not, 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 a, not a worldly, sensual kind of love. Love rejoices in the truth. So to understand this, to understand truth, we have to understand the very nature of Christ. Take your Bibles. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 5. I want to show you this in scriptures, in the scripture. Ephesians chapter 5. I love this because you, you have such a unique picture of uh, Ephesians 5, 28, 29. You have such a, a unique picture of, of the church, the bride of Christ, as well as I, I believe it parallels. It's, I believe you have a, a very unique picture of marriage. And um, it, it, it's, a, it's such a, 
I've listened to several sermons this week around this topic, and it's 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 just been it's been good. You know, it's good it's good. Feed yourself, amen. You know, if God drops a topic into your spirit around something, study that out. Study the Word of God. Listen, you know, I, people don't realize how simple Google is. I, I mean, I, you know, I, use it to your advantage. Well, you know, I've got this. I'm thinking about, I'm thinking about the love of God. Google the love of God. Watch what pops up. You know, I'm thinking about this scripture. I, I you know, put that scripture in there. I'm, th- you know, I, I'm struggling with this. Put that in there. You'll get, you'll get a. I'm talking millions. <laughs> You'll get a return on that Google. And if you don't like Google, go to DuckDuckGo, right? Is that the other one? That, so you're doing DuckDuckGo. So. Anyway, Ephesians chapter 5, verse, um, verse 28. It says, even, I'm going to read this out of the Amplified. It, I really like it out of the Amplified. It says, even so husbands should and are morally obligated to love their own wives. So God, think about the church. He's morally, morally obligated to love, to love the church. God loves the church. As a husband, you're morally obligated to love your wife. All men say, amen. You, 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 amen. All my men that are married in here. All the men that are going to be married. You're, you're morally obligated. Uh, let, me, let me back up. Even so, husbands, you, uh, you are morally obligated to love, uh, to love their own wives as being, in a sense, their own bodies. He who loves his own wife loves himself. For no one ever hated his own body, but instead he nourishes and protects and cherishes it, just as Christ does the church. He nourishes and protects. You know, watch this again, you know, because in Matthew 22, you see, the, you see this, you see Jesus says, love your neighbor as you love yourself. And then here you get this picture, Paul. Paul's talking about this. He's, he's saying, he, it's, it's very profound. He says, he who loves his own wife loves himself, for no one ever hated his own body. So please understand that, you know, you have a responsibility to care for yourself. You have a responsibility to, you know, if, if you will care for yourself. See, it was interesting because I listened to a, I listened to a guy preach about this, and his granddaughter made a comment, and, it was, and he was like, this kind of sums it all up. He's like, Grandpa, if you don't care for yourself, you're never be, you'll never be able to care for anybody else. She was four years old, and he was like, that's a real revelation, that if you don't care for yourself, you'll never be able to care for others. And, and, and I think that's this picture of Jesus saying to, to the body, saying to the church, you know, that you, you have to agape yourself so that you can agape others. You, you have to love yourself so that you can love others. God is love. The very nature of God flows through me. Amen? You guys think, oh, you know, pastor, you're not supposed to. I'm not talking about 2 Peter 3. You know, because see, in the last days, this is what the Bible says, that in the last days, people will be lovers of themselves. I'm not talking about that kind of love. I'm talking about, you know, the kind of love that you, you love God so much that you begin to feed yourself the Word of God. You begin to see that the, the nature of God is, is, is coming out of you. The Holy Spirit is in operation. Because, see, the love of God does something. It's very different, the love of God, than, than a worldly love. Do you guys, because, see, the love of God always, 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 always will look at other people. It, its eyes will always be on kingdom. It, it, you know, the, the, the love of God will always be, how do I advance? How, 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 how do I pour out? How, how do I do more? See, that, that's, that's the real love of God. 2 Peter 3, you know, it says that, that you know, people will be lovers of themselves. Absolutely. Do you see that in the culture today? Absolutely. How many selfies can I get on Instagram? Aren't I pretty? I go to the gym and take my pictures in the bathroom. Give me a break. But see, that, that is the culture we live in. People think, I, you know, I don't care about what you look like in the bathroom. I think of the bathroom, I think you go there to do one thing, and it's definitely not take a picture of yourself. So if anybody's doing that, please don't do that. that that's, most people think that's ignorant. If you're in the bathroom taking pictures of yourself. You go to the bathroom to use the bathroom. To do one of two things. That, that's it, right? If you're a woman, maybe you go into freshen up and do your makeup. 
And if you're, yeah, anyway. So, but, but bathrooms are, it's not a place to take a selfie. But see, you know, see, there is a world that, that's puffed up that loves itself. And it's, it's vain. It's so vain. It's so vain. You see it in our culture. What do I look like? Do I look good enough? P- please look good. I'm not saying, you know, my wife, the other day, she made a comment to me. She's like, you've been wearing those sweatpants for a couple days here. I haven't left the house. You know, you know, maybe you need to change and get out of your sweatpants. You know, and I'm like, okay, okay, I get it, I get it. And there's, you know, she wasn't complaining, you know. You know, you know, self-preserve. You've got to take care of yourself. You, you've got to do that. You've got to take care of your body. You know, you've got to do these things so that God can use you. Amen? So that God can use you. From health issues to, 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 to creating, you know, mental things but uh but he'll do he'll do everything that you to do to take you out but the one thing that that you know that if we can learn as a body you you know self-preservation learning how to take care of yourself will will um will a lot of times see and, and i've learned that even through the word of god when i have something going on i know where my source is i know where i have to i have to jump into this because ultimately, I can't get an answer anywhere else. I have to go to the source of truth, and that is the Word of God. That's, that's where we find, that's where we find our, our answers many times. You know, you ever, anybody ever flown before? You ever flown? And, um, you know, in, in every airline, they, um, every airline, you know, there's a lady that stands up or a guy. And I've been. Some of them are kind of funny, but they they do they do this thing. They they pull out this card and and they they tell you they give you directions, right? They they hold up a sign and, and you know that you know if, uh, that if the cabin loses pressure, you know air the the uh, the tubes the oxygen will, oxygen will drop out of the out of the top. And um, what it's interesting because what what does the stewardess always tell you? Put it on yourself first. Why? Well, think about it. If you have a kid sitting beside you, like I could imagine my kids, when we were flying with our kids early, if I would have looked at Zane at, you know, even 12 and said, Zane, you got to put this on, he would have laughed. And so then I would have been fighting with Zane all the way as the plane's going down, right? But, 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 Zane, put it on, put it on, you know, and uh, I hope he's watching today. And, um, but the stewardess says, put it on first. You put it on first as, as, as an adult, and then you help the child. You know, A, I think a lot of that the reason being is that if the child sees the parent doing something, they're more likely to follow. There's a lot right there. You guys, you guys hear that? There's a lot right there. There's a, I mean, I'm telling you, there's a ton. There you go. There's a lot right there. There's a, there's a lot right there. Because, see, sometimes we think, we think we have to, you, you know, listen, I'm not, I'm, not telling you to be, I'm not telling you to be all puffed up. That's not what I'm talking about. But if you're going to help others, if you're going to help others, you have to learn to help yourself. The nature of God. The nature of God is love. He loves you. It's not, it's, it's not you, it's just not about you. See, that's the, that's the very thing about God. It's not just about, well, you know, God loves me, he loves me, he loves me, he loves me. He loves me for a purpose and for a reason. I'm going to show you this. Let's finish up with the scripture. Let's go, to, uh, let's go to John chapter 13. John 13. John 13. Let's pick up at, um, let's just start at verse 2 here. It says, In supper being ended, the devil, having already, uh, already put into the heart of Jesus, uh, Judas the aristocrat, Simon's son, to betray him, Jesus knew that the Father had given all things into his hands and that he had come from God uh, and was going to God, rose from supper and laid aside his garments. He took a towel and he, he girded himself. 
After that, he poured water into a basin and he began uh, to wash his disciples' feet and, and to wipe them with the towel with which he was girded. Then he came to Simon Peter and, and, and Peter said to him, Lord, you are, wa- you are washing my feet. Get this picture. This is, get this picture. Jesus answered and said to him, What I'm doing to you, you do not understand now, but you will know after this. Peter said to him, You shall never wash my feet. You shall never wash my feet. But Jesus answers. answers. And, and, and this, is, this is such a dynamic, such a, you know, agape, you know, dunamis. I mean, there's, there's so much here. There's so much that's taking place right here. The power of God. You know, it, it, it's, it's right here because, because it's in the very nature of, of Christ showing himself how much he loves. And he says this, and he says, um, Simon Peter, uh, I'm sorry, let me, I'm, I lost my place. You shall never wash my feet, Jesus answers. And as he said, if I do, do not wash you, you have no part in me. Jesus is saying, look, if you don't allow me to cleanse you, you have no part in me. You, you, if you won't allow me to wash you, you have, wash, West Virginia, right? You have no part in me. So, Peter, you, you've, you've got to let me do this because my love cleanses you. My love, my love, my love for you, this is such a demonstration of the very thing that Jesus come to do. He, he, he comes so that we could have life. So that we could, so that we could have life. Peter says, Lord, not only my feet only, but also my hands and my head. Jesus said to him, he who is, uh, Jesus Christ, said, no, this is what I'm doing. <laughs> he who is bathed needs only to wash his feet, but is completely clean. And you are clean, but not all of you. And this is when he goes on to talk about the betrayal, that he knew that he was going to be betrayed. For he knew who would betray him. Therefore, he said, you are not all clean. Peter, you know, get this picture. The Peter, he had to accept that if I don't, I don't allow Jesus to do this to me, I have no part in him. If I don't allow Jesus to wash my feet, I have no part in him. Can I tell you that, you know, even in this, because see, a lot of times false humility, people will, people will, will, will get behind the, the very... Ain't nobody doing that for me. They'll get behind this, this, this false humility, which is pride. At its root is pride. It is, it is absolutely 100% pride. Jesus has extended the olive branch. He has laid it out there. There, there are things laid out for us. You know, a, a false humility, it would have permit, uh, you know, it would have permitted him And does prevent, uh, prevent, I'm sorry, not permit, prevent many from stopping to receive what God has for them. A false humility does that. It blocks them from having the fullness of God's love. A false humility. Because, they, they, you know, they, they, they come so far. Well, nobody can do this. I got to get it on my own. We're not called to get it on our own. I'm not called to get it on my own. If I don't have people around me, I don't have people in my life challenge me, I'm a fool. I'm a fool. I don't have people. I, guys, I, I'm being very real because, see, that, that's, 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 you have to protect to get me. I'll get it all myself. You don't have to get it all yourself. In behind that can be the very thing that, that it was the very thing that ruined Satan and threw him out. And Lucifer got him kicked out of heaven was pride, false humility. You don't have to do it on your own. The number one thing, I, you know, isolation. It's one of the number one attacks the enemy will throw at, at the church and people at church when they start in church. If you just isolate. Just you and Jesus. You, no, you need people. You need the church. Get this picture out of Ephesians. You need the church. Get, get, get the picture of the love that Jesus had for the church. You need the church. I need the church. Amen? 
John, let's continue on. John 13, chapter 12. It says, So when he had washed their feet and taken the garments, he sat down again he said to them, Do you know what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you say well, for so am I. If then your Lord and teacher have washed your feet, you also... <laughs> you got to watch this picture. Because like I said, if you, wanna, if you really want to understand love, you got you to read the words, read the red words. Read the words of Jesus. If you really, if we want to be like Jesus... We got to read what Jesus is saying, what 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 the works of the works of our Father, Amen. If we really want to understand love, he says, um, he says, "Do you know what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you say, well, for so am I. If if then your Lord and teacher have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet." <laughs> Picture of love. For I, have get, for I have given you an example that you should do as I have done to you. Most assuredly, I say to you, a servant is no greater than his master, nor is he who has sent greater than he who has sent him. If you know these things, blessed are you if you do them. How are we blessed? We're blessed when we do the works of Jesus. We're blessed when we do the works of Jesus. He is our example. And that's it. He has given us an example. He's given us a true example of what, what I truly believe what real love is. A servant is no greater than his master. And watch this because I want to close with this today. This is, this is, so, this is so powerful. Man, as I studied this, this week, I was just like, man, God, you're so good. You're so, I want to love you more, Father. I want to, I want to love you more. God, I, I, I want to love you more, but as I love, as I love him more, you know, what, you know what he does? He starts highlighting people. <laughs> he, he, start, he starts, he, he, you know, as, I, as I've loved him more, you know, what, you know what happened this week with me? As I begin to love him more, I begin to get vision. I begin to get vision. I begin to see. As I love him more, God's saying, this is what's possible. He's given me vision. I'm not stuck. When I love him more, and see, you know what vision does? Vi vi yeah. people, my people will perish for a lack of vision. So you need your pastor to operate in vision. We need to operate. You pray for us. We need to operate in vision. I pray for you that you operate in vision, amen, that you have vision. You have a plan. You, you begin to think about. If you don't have a plan, you'll look, you'll look the same way. See, I, and I know this isn't true in this church because many of you don't look the same as you did last year as you do now, the ones that have been here a year. And I promise you the ones that, 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 that are here for a year, you won't look the same. You won't look the same. That your life will truly look different. Amen? Anybody testify to that? I can, personally in my own life. That I, I'm, not this, I'm not in the same place as I was a year ago. Amen? I'm going further. I'm going deeper. Amen? John 13, 31. Watch this because see, this, is, this, is, this is good. This is good. I'm excited. I, I just... Because I, I preached on love, and I've never really kind of come around to all this. And I, I just, I, you know, I do. I, I want to love him more. Because if I love him more, it means that I love people more. I love him more. I love you more. You guys hear that? I love you more. I, I love you. If I, if I love him more, I love, that means I love you more. That means I'm doing, that, I'm, I'm doing, I'm doing more, 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 more now than I, than I ever thought possible. I'm, I'm going out and I'm loving Fairmont more. Amen. I'm loving my neighborhood more. I'm, I'm loving my neighbors more. I'm, I'm loving the community more. Amen. I'm loving, I'm loving the church down the road even more. If I love God, I'll begin to love everything that He loves. Everything that He desires to happen in this city. If I love Him more, man, He'll point it out. He'll highlight it. He's not pointing me out to go hide. He's pointing this, he's, he's telling me how much he loves me so that I can be a part of the end day harvest. So that, I, so, th so that we can go on and plan another work. I'm telling you, God, you, you, you please understand, th th this is about the gospel being shared. This is about the gospel going out. <laughs> I think about David Oedepo when he started with five people. Some 40 years ago, 35, 40 years ago, I don't even know how long he's been in ministry. It may not even been that long. All things are possible. And you, this works. This, 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 this gospel works. It works. 
John 13, 31 says, So when he had gone out, Jesus, now the Son of Man is glorified, and, the God, and God is glorified in him. If God is glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself and glorify him immediately. Little children, I, I shall be with you a little while longer. You will seek me, and as I said to the Jews, where I'm going, you cannot come. So now I say to you a new commandment. Everybody say a new commandment. What were the other two? Love the Lord God with all your heart, right? Love your neighbor as you love yourself. Watch this. Here I give to you a new commandment. Jesus is giving us something before he, before he departs. This is, underline this 12 times in your Bible. It's so important that you see this. He's giving us a new commandment. He's, we, us, us, we're, we're the church. I'm giving you a new commandment. I give to you that you love one another as I have loved you. I give, I give this to you that you love one another as I have loved you. Jesus' example is that his disciples, he's washing their feet. He's, he's showing them, this is what it takes. This is what it's going to take. This is what it's going to take for the church in this hour, to love one another. Well, you know, he did this to me. Shut up and get over it. Get over yourself. Learn to love. I'm not telling you you got to walk hand in hand with everybody. That's not what I'm saying. Get over it. Because if you're not going to get over it, it will hold you in contempt and you won't move forward. You know, you, you, love doesn't mean you take things on the head. That's not what I'm talking about. That, there's a whole other sermon around that. I'm not saying that you've got to, you know, well, you got to love them. You, know, they can, you don't allow people to walk all over you. You give them truth. People don't walk over, them, over us. I, you know, that, that doesn't happen in my family. It's not going to happen. I give people the, the love the, the, the love and truth. No, I'm not allowing people to walk all over me. So you don't have to be walked all over. You know, it, you know last week I gave somebody gas money, you know, and it's because I felt from, the, you know, and I, I didn't even, you know, I'm like thinking, I don't even know how much I got in my account, you know. You know, and I felt, okay, this is what the Lord said to give them. You know, so it's because I love God. And then the natural, please understand, see, the natural man, the natural self, well, Christmas is coming up. That money that I just give for gas, that could have bought one of my kids a Christmas present. I love God. I love God. I love God. I, I, I'm getting a little sidetracked there, but Jesus, you know, he's saying this, little children, I, I, a new command I give to you, that you love one another as I have loved you. That you also may love one another. By this, what does it say? You will know that you are my disciple. How do we know we're a disciple of Christ? You gotta love others. You gotta love others. How do you know you're a disciple of Christ? It's an outreach in Morgantown. You, you, you go there because it's the love of Christ in you. I mean, you know, honestly, even Friday night, we're trying to figure out how we get to Morgantown. You know, Don and I are back and forth and saying, you know, do we call it? No, let's. And when I got up on the, the road, I was like, no, we got to call this thing. I didn't, I didn't make it to Middletown, and I was already all over the road, and, and traffic was already backed up on the interstate. Greg had made it down from Bridgeport. I mean, you know, so we're all kind of communicating. You know, and I'm calling to make sure everybody made it back safe, you know. And, uh, but, it, see, that's the love of God. When you begin to put others first, it's why you go to Ida Man do an outreach. It's why we do outreaches. It's why we go to knock on people's doors. You know, it, it's, it, we've got food upstairs. If anybody needs food, you know a neighbor that needs food. Let us know. We'll get them food. It's, 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 it's that kind of love. That's the love that, that's in us. Amen? We'll know this. We'll, we'll know that we are his disciples. If we love one another. Minister, come to come to the keyboard. You guys go ahead and stand. You know, we I, I, I think, you know, Jesus presenting to them a new command. It, was, he, it wasn't that you love Jesus was, he, watch this, because he wasn't saying, he wasn't saying, 
in this new command I give you, I want you to love me more. (laughs) In this new command I give you, I I, I want all your eyes and your attention on me. He wasn't saying, I love me more. Go deeper with me. That's not what he's saying. This command I give to you, this, this, this command that I give to you, if you, if you really want to be a disciple, if you, if you truly want to be a disciple, you know what? You, you've got to love others. <laughs> see, the, the command to love wasn't something new. Because, see, they knew this. But I'll say this about a command or commandments. When you see them and you see them in the Word of God, you strong you should you should really pay attention to those things. How do you love the Lord God with all your heart? You meditate. You you, you not meditate, not like weird meditation, but you, you meditate. You get into the Word of God. You, you see what the Word of God says. You see what the Word of God says for your life. You meditate. That's how, that's how you begin to, to, to learn how to love God. You know, I'll, I'll say this because I, I believe. I believe by nature people are good. I believe people in this house and even in this church, I mean, people do good things for, for people. They do good things for their neighbors. They're not wanting pats on the back. They're not wanting, you know, good job, you know. They they, they just, they do those things because it's Jesus that lives in them. But I want to challenge you today to do more. To do more. Is it all right if the pastor challenged you to do more? Because, see, it's, it's his love. It's his love that's inside of you. It's his, the Holy Spirit, right? We've been talking a lot about the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit that's inside of you. And it's there to strengthen you. It's, it's there to encourage you. It's, it's a quickener. It's, it, you know, it's a comforter. You know, it's like Pastor Brandon said, you know, last week was great. You know, he does comfort but it's not for you to get comfortable. It's, it's, it's for you to get, get a fire lit underneath of you. Amen? He comforts you for, for a primary reason that you know that the peace of God's there. But he's saying, come on, let's go. We can do this thing. My church. My church. It's not my church. He's saying my church. The gates of hell won't prevail against my church. That's the story of the church in the last hour. All pastor, but you know, 2 Peter 3 says, you know, in the last days, people will be lovers of themselves. Yes, they will. But his church will endure. His church will endure. The church will advance. That is the glorious church. And it's because people love people. And people love God.